Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and our dear friend and sister in spirit and in the physical, PK, is still recuperating. So uh, she is at home resting, and I know listening to the show tonight, unfortunately, she couldn't join us. Hopefully, we'll hear from her next week. But in the meantime, we have I have a great show for you because one of our favorite guests, Robbie Holtz, is with us tonight. And we are starting off this new year on January 5th, 2022, with angels and guardian angels and spirit guides. We're going to hear how do you talk to them? How do you draw them in? How do you listen to their messages and Robbie has all the answers, so I can't wait to bring her on just a couple of minutes, a couple of things I have to share with you all. We've got, again, great stories on our Facebook page. Make sure you like and follow us there and on Twitter so that you can stay in touch with everything that we're doing. And also, let me remind you, this is Property Tax Month. So if you haven't taken a good look at your property record card, you need to. Chances are very good that they have raised your valuation this year. So take a look at that property record card and get Attorney Patricia Quintilian's book. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. As I've talked about on the show before, this is a very serious topic. And if you don't catch any mistakes, on your property record card now, you will not get a refund later. So this is your opportunity. If you don't know anything about your property taxes, this is a great book. And it will give you a step-by-step of what you need to do if you do find errors on your property record card or if you just feel your valuation is too high. So you can get this on Amazon. I highly recommend it. You don't have a lot of time to get all of this straightened out if you do find something wrong with your record card. So get this book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes, How to Find Out, and How to Fix It. Now, angels, my favorite topic. And let me tell you a little bit about our guest tonight. Robbie's been on the show twice before with her two other incredible books, and she is an internationally respected healer and speaker. Robbie has also worked widely as a medium, helping countless people connect to the other side. She is the co-author of the award-winning book, Secrets of Aboriginal Healing and Aboriginal Secrets of Awakening, both read in 43-plus countries. 
Now, Robbie lives in the Pacific Northwest, and she is joining us tonight. I feel so blessed that we have Robbie with us. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's always my pleasure to talk to you. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And this is an important show because, as you mentioned, so many people need help today. There's too much going on in the world, in our lives, and and you generously are spending your time with us tonight to help us out and teach us about guardian angels and spirit guides. So thank you so much for joining me and our audience tonight. I'm excited to get this information out. I I think it really makes a huge difference. So I'm thrilled that you're helping to... Uh, help people recognize the help that's available to them from these beautiful celestial beings. Well, we need to know more. And now the name of your book, I just want to make sure everybody knows, Angels in Waiting. What a great title. How to Reach Out to Your Guardian Angels and Spirit Guides. And you can get it on Amazon. It's a great book. So, Robbie, first of all, what else made you want to write this book besides that we're all in a crisis these days? Well, you know, the main reason, Patricia, is because the the guys and angels asked me to. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they, I, I mean, it's made a huge difference in my life, and I've been counseling people for a very, very long time on how to get their help, and I've seen what a difference it's made in their life. But, um, you know, it's quite interesting. We started working on this book a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, and normally it doesn't take, you know, more than a year or two to get a book out it took us four years to get this book out and i thought why did it take so long and it's because the guides and angels told me because they didn't want that book out sooner they knew we were going to need it now and so there was very deliberate timing on their part um as to when this book came out which was just a couple months ago because they knew that we would need it now it would be much more needed now than it would have been two years ago which is what we were shooting for aiming for so, yeah, it's very different times than 2019 as opposed to now. Oh, gosh. It is incredibly different. Absolutely. So what is the difference? Because I, I noticed your title. I was like, well, okay, what's the difference between a guardian angel and a spirit guide? Yeah, I think people are often confused by that. Angels are celestial beings. Um, that are operating in love and light, and they do not need to incarnate and have a human experience. Um, They don't need to live this life on this planet. It's like a school. They're way, way beyond that. There's no point in it. Now, they can, angels can briefly take on a human form if they need to, and they've done that many, many times. There are so many people who have told me stories about how, uh, you know, angels have uh, taken on a physical form and given them guidance or woken them up from a burning fire or whatever. But typically they don't need to uh, go through, they they don't need to go through the human experience. Now, spirit guides, on the other hand, have. They've had many, many lifetimes where they have evolved and grown to the point where they're highly evolved, and they choose to come back to be of service um, out of tremendous love. They're all operating out of tremendous love, and that's the only ones that I work with. But spirit guides will... um, come in they whereas angels as guardian angels for instance are always by your side you're never without the presence of an angel spirit guides will come and go depending on what's going on so like if i'm writing a blog or an article a different spirit guide might come through depending on what it is i'm writing about 
Um, oh. and, and I know sometimes people think that, like, deceased loved ones who have passed over, uh, a grandmother or a father or something, might come back as a spirit guide or an angel. That's a different category as well. They do come in and, and out now and then, as well as some of our pets. I don't know about um, – I know for sure dogs, because I, the dogs will come through now and then. But um, And let me just say, when the dogs come through, I am just weeping. There's so much love coming from those guys. But, but you know, you can have deceased loved ones, including ancestors that you might have never met, that, um, you know, like you might have a great-grandmother that you didn't even know that might check in on you and guide you and protect you and help you now and then. But you're not bothering them by working with them or asking for their help because they can all bilocate in many different places. So, so that's a little bit about just three different categories right there. Yeah, so it's very interesting. They all have a specific point of reference of where they come from, and they all have a yes. specific job too, it sounds like. So the angels never leave your side. There's always an angel with you. That's really nice to know. Yeah, it, I think it makes a difference if you know that there's always an angel by your side. Guardian angels are a little different than uh, than other angels. Um, guardian angels have been assigned to you for this particular lifetime, or a particular lifetime. They don't you don't get the same guardian angel more than once. That's because you're in a, it's a different lifetime. You're here to learn different things. You're in a different place of evolution and growth. But the guardian angel is assigned to you and whether you believe in them or know they're there or they're always by your side from your very first breath to your last breath. And some people have more than one. Um, and don't read into it that you need more help or more protection. It's just that some people just tend to have uh, one or two. Um, and, and they're always there. And they, their role is a little different, Patricia, in that guardian angels, like the, the word describes, are guardians. They're there to make sure that you're not harmed or killed or experienced something that your soul does not intend for you to go through at that moment. So that's why they're called guardians. This is a free will planet, but they have, and they all have laws that they're governed by and limited by in some respects, but the guardian angels are assigned the role of protecting you to make sure that you're not harmed or killed or injured or experienced something that your soul doesn't intend for you. So then they have permission to step in and stop that. And I know and I'm sure you've got examples too, but I remember before I even knew about guardian angels, years ago, um, like over 30 years ago, I had my newborn son with me. I just brought him home from the hospital, and I was crossing the street to go get the mail out of the mailbox, and I almost stepped in front of traffic, and something physically pulled me back. There wasn't any, I couldn't see anything, but something pulled me back, and I knew that was weird. That wasn't me. And then I had another experience I didn't know what it was at that point, and then I had another experience where my shoe, uh, uh, my high heel got caught in the carpet at the top of the stairs, and I started to go fall down the stairs, and something physically pulled me back, and I thought, that is so strange. I didn't know what it was, but I recognize now it was the guardian angel. Mm Hmm. Yes, very handy to have them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we keep them very busy. Yes, I remember once I was gardening and I went to walk out of this area of the garden and my shoe got caught on one of the tomato, uh, it wasn't a stake, it was more elaborate than that, but it got caught on it and I thought I was going to do a face plant and what happened was I just was suspended horizontally 
and it was the strangest wow. thing. I mean, I was just suspended, yeah. so I know my guardian angel must have caught me, so I didn't yeah. land on my head. So that was a <laughs> that's that was a good thing. <laughs> did, now, did you know it was a guardian angel, or you just knew something strange had just happened? I, I knew it had to be a guardian angel because the way I was yeah. suspended in the air, uh, yeah. I mean, it was like time stopped, and and I was yeah. just hovering. Not moving yeah. when I should have been heading downward, <laughs> rapid. What a what a bizarre experience that must have been. Yeah, it was fun. It was like, oh, thank goodness that <laughs> happened instead of the alternative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yet, there's sometimes I'm sure that people think that their guardian angels aren't doing anything. You know, they're slacking yeah. or they're sleeping on the job. I mean, tell us about yeah. those those types of things too. Yeah, and and I, I've had people say I think they've quit on me or they you know they've lost patience with me. First of all, they don't have those kind of emotions. They're very love based and they love us beyond our wildest imagination. So they don't get frustrated. We don't need new ones, you know, or wear them out. Um, but a lot of times, our soul wants us to go through those experiences uh, because there are lessons. We're here to learn. We're here to experience and grow and evolve. And so. Often, we, you know, especially if we're not, we're not learning something, it's going to keep coming around and around until we finally get it and master it and move beyond it. If you look at Earth as a school, it's a free will planet, which uh, is quite unique in that we get to choose whether we move on and learn from these things or not. You know, but it's, but at some point you're going to have to pass it and so the the guides might um like if somebody wants to get well and say they're sick with something and they ask the guardian angels or spirit guides or whomever to intervene and to help them there might be a quite often there's a reason behind the illness and and so they need to understand what's the reason behind it for instance fibromyalgia which i had years ago that's that's the emotional core to fibromyalgia is system-wide fear You've got mm-hmm. fear throughout your whole body. You're not just holding it in one area. And it's interesting that fibromyalgia is becoming more commonplace and is affecting yes. more and more people and younger people all the time. So you can ask your guardian angel, for instance, thank you for healing this uh, fibromyalgia, but what they'll do is they'll help you recognize how you're creating that and how to, and so that you'll recognize that the fear is what's creating the problem. It's, it's mind beliefs or distortions or conditioning or whatever. And they'll help you recognize that, but they'll also help you stop those kinds of sabotaging thoughts. And then they have permission, if the soul's on board with it, with healing you. So I think, Patricia, where people get into trouble is, you know, you can ask, for instance, to have them help you win the lottery, but that won't happen if it's not your soul's intention, which it probably isn't. But they can help you bring, they can bring abundance to you in many other ways. So they're going to respond. This is very important. The, The angels, guardian angels, all of them, they will all respond according to your soul's intention and the highest and best good of all. So that's that they are governed by that. They are governed by free will. They'll never force you to do anything, but they will certainly give you guidance and give you awareness where you need to change. Like, like one time I asked them to, um, and they always respond, that they'll respond again according to your soul's intentions and the highest and best good of all. I asked them one time to help me. I had a really bad sugar addiction. I mean, I was raised from a very young age to come home and eat 
just open up the cupboards at three o'clock from school and have at it, right? Sugar heaven. Yeah. And so I asked him. (laughs) (laughs) I was afraid to say it on the on the air because I know we've just been through the holidays, but yes, cookies. So I asked my guy, and you know, I asked my guides to help me um, overcome this really lifelong habit of too much sugar, a sugar addiction, really, because they said for me, a little is too much and a lot is not enough, which was quite true. And so Ah, I remember asking them for help. Now, they can change your motivation. They can help you so that you're not triggered by things. And I remember uh, I've told this story before, but I think it's so poignant about what's going on here. This is how they're helping. A lot of people don't recognize how they help. So I was coming out of um, an ice cream shop with my sister, and we had gone in and gotten ice cream cones. And I went to go take that first lick as we're walking out the door, and I didn't even get that first lick. The the ice cream just toppled right off the cone and just rolled down in the parking lot. Right, And my sister starts laughing, and she says, oh, let's go get you another cone. And I'm like, no, I get it. I'm not supposed to be eating this sugar. I'd asked for help, right? So yeah. so this is how they're helping. And another time I was eating out of a bag of something I shouldn't have been eating out of because I'd asked them for help. Free will. You can go back and get another ice cream cone or you can keep eating out of that bag. It accidentally, quote, unquote, dropped and spilled all over the kitchen floor. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's my choice, but, yeah, but I've asked them to help. And it, it's enough to cause that hesitation where you realize, okay, this is really not what I want to do. So with their help, I've not had the, in, the um, you know, they've helped me get rid of the sugar addiction. They've helped me build better eating habits. They've helped me develop an exercise plan that I enjoy doing. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, meditation, because yeah. I was having a hard time meditating every day. And it was really interesting. They put me on a. They helped me meditate, but it's not at all how, how I would have thought. Um, it's not a. My mind was thinking I needed to do it sitting in a certain position at a certain time, and they're like, "No, you need to lay down. That works better for you." So it just it, it, they they can help you in ways that your mind cannot. Let's put it that way. That's wonderful, and it's helpful to know how they reach out and make a difference in our lives. That that really is helpful to hear, and. I have a, a question here from one of our listeners, so let me get them on the air. It's area code 434. Hello. And, hi. Hi. This? What's your name? This is Bill calling from Charlottesville, Virginia. Great. Do you have a question for Robbie? Yeah. Um, as far as my um, spirit guys, do they help me get stay out of trouble as far as, like, doing things that will get me going to the bad place when I die or keep keep me from physical harm, all types of harm? Well, let me ask them. You said your name was Greg? Khalil. Like Khalil Gibran. Oh, okay. All right. Let me me just talk to them for a second. Hang on one second. Oh, this is great. So that's a good question. You have a guardian angel that helps with that. Okay, the spirit guides come and go depending on what you're doing, but it's the guardian angel that helps you with that more than anything. Okay. So even like even like fear of going to hell, it'll help them keep me out of that. They'll help you make choices that will help you uh, shift into a higher frequency, a higher vibration of love that will help move you along in that in that path, in the direction that you're asking. Yes. Thank you. 
So they'll 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 you know they're telepathic to your thoughts. They will they'll also pop thoughts into your head. Okay, and they and again it's always done with tremendous love. They'll never tell you you have to do anything, but they will offer guidance, and you'll get this sense. You know, I should do this or I need to do that. It's not need. I shouldn't say that because it's the mind will tell you you have to, you should, or you need to. Whereas with them, it's just this. It just feels right. Okay, it just feels right. It's that knowing. This is the more the guides and angels are operating out of love, whereas the mind sometimes uh, or quite often operates out of fear. So that if you want to know if it's my mind or it's the angels and guides, you, you can ask, is this, uh, is this out of fear or is this being guided by love? Okay. But, yeah. But you can ask them to help you make, and again, they honor and respect your free will. It's a free will planet. But, and they know that sometimes pain is part of the learning process, but you can ask them to help you make better, healthier choices. Thank you. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Thank you for your call. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like how much influence do they have? And I guess if we allow them to have more influence, they will, And right? So if we yes. keep asking, yes. and I think that's a, a lot of what your book has to offer, too, to people, is how to ask them, how to connect with them. So we may yeah. know that they're there, but how do you make that connection, Robbie? Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people are, um, they get frustrated because they think that they're not responding or they're not seeing them or hearing them, and that's where they think they're not, they're just not connecting at all. They always hear you. They're telepathic to your thoughts. They're very well aware of what's going on, and it's very, very easy for them to communicate and step in in the way that's appropriate. So let me just give you this example. Because this is a free will planet, it's very, very important that they honor your free will, whatever choices you make, because you're going to learn from all of it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so they've told me that it's like they're not allowed to, I'm just using this as an example, sort of extend their hand down to assist until we extend that hand up first and ask for their help. And one of the examples that I love to give um, is, and I think I might have put this in the book, Angels in Waiting, is it's like a child wanting to learn how to tie their shoes. And so they might make a real tangled mess of that, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the learning process. And that wise, loving parent knows to just step back and wait until the child asks for their help. And when the child asks for help on how to learn how to tie these shoes, then the parent steps in and assists in the way that's appropriate for that child. So it's the same thing here. They're waiting for us to ask for their help because they are, again, governed and they have certain laws, spiritual laws, natural laws. Um, they cannot assist us beyond the guardianship role unless we ask specifically. And all you have to do is ask in your mind once. That's good enough. And that's really the reason that they asked me to write this book is to help people wake up to the fact that there's tremendous, powerful help, loving help available to them, but they have to be invited to ask. Um, they have to be invited by asking first. So when, they, when you do ask, all you have to do is ask in your mind. They're telepathic. They will respond again according to the, the intentions of your soul and what's best for you and, and everyone else. But don't expect – this is where I think, especially here in the United States, we're used to instant gratification. We're used to quick answers. Um, they will respond in the time and way that's appropriate for you. 
but most people are not going to see them or hear them. That's very unusual. Every person, every single person is clairsentient where you feel the guidance with your body. You know, that mm-hmm. gut instinct, that sixth sense, that intuition. Some right. people have, yes. it's like that, it, yeah, it's like a muscle, right, that intuition. Some people have it more developed than others. Um, and right. we give lots of ways on how to develop that intuition so that you feel them. But don't get discouraged if you don't see them or hear them or get an answer right away. I know that if I ask them a question, I may not get an answer for a couple days or even a week because they're going to bring it to me in the time that's best for me. So I just know, okay, it's out there. We'll see what happens. But they will respond every single time. So it's not a, oh, please help me. It's a thank you. Thank you for helping me with anything, big, small, vague, specific, as often as you want. And here's the cool part, Patricia. They'll help you with little stuff. They know it's the little stuff that comes that sometimes can just drive us crazy and over the edge. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it's career, <laughs> relationship, whatever. But mm-hmm. the beautiful part about this, and I think this is what people will feel better knowing, because a lot of people think they don't deserve it or why would they help me, they're serving out of tremendous love. And now more than ever, we really need their assistance. And every time we allow them to help us, by asking every time we allow them to assist us because they're serving out of love that allows them to grow so it's this win-win relationship that it allows them to grow because they're serving out of love and it allows tremendous assistance for us so it's this beautiful symbiotic relationship that we were designed to take advantage of to use we were never designed to be doing this alone but it's fine if you choose to that's part of the human experience but what they've told me um, I have this fabulous writer that co-wrote this book, um, and I the guy to, and angels had told me, when you work on your own, it's like operating at five amps of power. When you mm-hmm. use their mm-hmm. assistance, it can be like operating at 5,000 amps of power. Five oh, that's a big jump. Five thousand. Big jump. Yeah. And she kept sending it back to me, and she had changed it to 500. And I'm like, no, I know it sounds like it should be 500. <laughs> but they're very clear. It's 5,000. That's the huge difference because they don't have the limitations we do. They know how to bring things to you easier. It's very easy for them to operate on this plane, this dimension. It's really child's play for them. So rest assured they hear you they will respond in the way that's best it also sounds like robbie that they work as a team on the other side with other entities beings okay because that also i would imagine makes them much more powerful in the way they can help us because it's a team effort yes yes and you and that brings up a good point the guardian angel or angels um are like the gatekeepers they're like the first responders and they are the ones who uh, are constantly by your side, and they are there responding first. And if they want more help, they will bring in more help. Just like, like I, what I was talking about earlier when I'm writing a, a different article, they might bring a different spirit guide in who knows more about that. Um, and some of them were easier to work with than others. Some of them I had a really hard time communicating with. Others, it just flowed. It just depends on the spirit guide or whatever. But the guardian angel would uh, help bring in whatever help they needed 
sometimes, like if I need extra protection, I might call on uh, Archangel Michael. He's very, very right. good at protection. That's his specialty. Uh, Archangel Raphael is extraordinary at healing. And so, you know, you can ser- they're, all, they're all available to you. They're all available to you. But the guardian angels, this is why they wanted me to write the book the way they, I did, or they did, because they were the ones that kind of told me how they wanted it. The guardian angels are the easiest to communicate with. Um, you don't need to go beyond them. They'll bring in more help if you need it. Yes, it's fabulous if you want to go ahead and have a relationship with deceased loved ones or spirit guides or archangels. I mean, that's fine. Uh, God, goddess, creator, divine source, whatever. But as far as going to the angels and spirit guides, you really don't need to go beyond the guardian angels. And they are designed specifically for us to be uh, able to really understand their messages and how they communicate to us easier than anyone else. Now, how do you communicate with them? Do you hear them? It's a wide variety, and it's taken years to develop that. I mean, I didn't know about that I had this ability. Um, I certainly didn't know I was a medium for many, many years. And then when my husband passed uh, in 2007, Gary, when Gary, he was a physicist, he was a doctor, and he uh, went into the outback and had experiences with the remote outback aboriginals in Australia, and they taught him in his short time with them how to be able to see and communicate uh, with beings from the other side so that he could see now what the aboriginal, remote aboriginal people see, the angels, the spirit guides. He could communicate to them very easily. And so he came back in 1994 from the outback and started really developing this ability to communicate to them. And I didn't bother communicating to my guides and angels because he's so good at it. You know, I would just ask him questions and he'd give me the answers. But when he passed in 2007, what I didn't expect, Patricia, was for him to show up from the other side of the veil every morning. Um, Like if I closed my eyes. I could see a certain pattern of his energy. And he showed up every morning after he passed um, for months and months. And it was always at 8 o'clock in the morning. He was always a punctual guy. Uh, <laughs> he, he, it, was never, it was never 7.59. It was never 8.01. It was always 8 o'clock, except one year in the spring when the time changes. But I think that was more of a joke, and he was an hour off. But I think it was more for my benefit than anything. But So he kind of helped. Gary kind of helped me recognize how to slowly start developing, like fine-tuning that intuitive muscle that I was just talking about and recognizing. And so over time, it's continued to expand where now I do um, – I communicate with them all the time, my whole team. I call them my team. And they've just developed different ways of communicating to me, and we've gotten better and better at it all the time. I recognize – as, as, this is like learning a new skill. The more you do it, the better you get at it. But I recognize them. Most people probably wouldn't know it was their angels uh, that popped a thought into their head or gave an aha moment to them or created synchronicities. But I recognize that it's them. And I'll ask them mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll tell me, you know. Yes. Like just right, now when so. I was asking, you know, was it the spirit guides that, or the, was it the angels? And they were saying, no, it's his, it's, it's his guardian angel that's been assisting him. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you get a lot of good information, and it's clear. So, but like you said, it's taken you years to develop this. And and you've also been through your own challenges with health, and you've brought yourself back to 
a state of wellness yeah. again. So do you yeah. feel that they helped you with that also? Oh, it was it was absolutely necessary. When I um when I delivered my son back in 1985, it was a really rough delivery, over 30 hours, and they, the doctors or nurses suggested getting a blood transfusion to kind of pep me up faster is how they put it. And I, you know, had no clue, and I said, yeah, of course. And so the blood transfusion was tainted with hepatitis C. This was back in 85, and we didn't have... Yeah, and it had hepatitis C in it. And um, But see, again, if it wasn't supposed to happen, that's where the guardian angels would have stepped in to ensure that that didn't happen. But it needed to happen because I almost died from the hepatitis C, and then I almost died from the experimental treatments that the doctors put me on. But I needed to go through that experience because I needed to learn how to heal myself because it put me on this path of helping other people learn how to heal themselves as well. So it was all necessary, and it was, again, it was my soul's intention for me to survive that. It was my soul's intention for me to go through that, but it was my soul's intention for me to heal it completely and then show other people how to heal themselves as well. So that's what I spent, um, and I learned that. That happened to me, Patricia, when I was in my uh, early 30s. I certainly never thought I would hit 40, and here I am approaching 70. So, wow, that sounds old. Wow. You've done well, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm you know I'm and I'm so grateful to have spent time that I never thought I would have with my son. That was really what motivated me is to survive long enough for him to know me at least, and it put me on that path of of going beyond what traditional medicine offered. Yeah, which you had to do because back then there really wasn't anything to treat this effectively. Now there's a medication that is supposed to be highly yeah. effective, but you didn't have access to that then. It didn't exist. No, they didn't. Yeah, you know, no, they didn't even have a name for it. They didn't even. They just called it non A, non B hepatitis. So they didn't have a name. They certainly didn't have treatment or a cure for it. But the the, the experimental treatments were. Uh, um, a cocktail of certain drugs that they were, fortunately for me, and of course no surprise, the researchers were here in Seattle area at the university. And so I was put in touch with some of the researchers who were giving me experimental treatments that weren't available. Now that almost killed me the second time, and then my body could no longer accept any of those treatment drugs that they had offered. But I ended up healing myself completely of that, of the hepatitis C, and the researchers couldn't understand how I did that. Um, and I understood how I did it, and it's, it's, it's what the Aboriginal remote people had taught my husband, who was the physicist, when he went into the outback. They gave their healing secrets to him and asked him to take it out into the world because they said we really didn't understand how healing worked. So we describe his journey into the outback as a physicist with MS in a wheelchair um, and how they helped him understand the, the role that the emotions and the soul play in healing as well. It, it's, if you have the body and the emotions and the soul all aligned with healing, anything can be healed. It doesn't matter what it is. But what the aboriginals were teaching us is that what we're not honoring or really recognizing is the part that emotions play in how they affect the body. And that if you don't get to the emotional core, it's like picking the top of a dandelion. It's going to come right back again. So you can have tumors removed. For instance, if you have a lot of grief, we tend to hold grief in our chest area. And you might develop tumors, especially if you have a propensity for that um, genetically. 
And the doctors might remove those tumors, but they'll grow back again if you don't learn how to let go of that grief uh, to release it. So that's what the Aboriginal people generously gave us, their healing information, that they had passed down at least 60,000 years. They're the oldest continuous culture that we know of on the planet. And so this is information that they had had for at least 60,000 years, and they generously gave it to us because they knew that we really needed it. We, we were really missing the boat as far as healing goes. Yes, exactly. It's such a major component. And still today, I, I marvel at how few people really know what they're feeling. And so it's easy when you don't know what you're feeling to bury those those things away. And, yeah. of course, it's going to come back as an energy that's going to affect your well-being on many different levels. Right. And that's what Gary learned when he went into the outback is he had become uh, a quadriplegic and he had not had feeling in his body for a long time. He was unloaded in the uh, from the airplane in the you know as you know as a, in a wheelchair as cargo so to speak. And he went into the outback and they taught him he had had a really rough abusive childhood he had a father who was an alcoholic who used to physically abuse him and gary with that brilliant mind of his got really good at numbing himself emotionally to the point where he numbed himself physically as well and became a paraplegic or quadriplegic so the aboriginals helped him recognize your father um it's it's he's teaching you how to forgive you know, and so when when Gary finally, like you were describing earlier, Patricia, how we suppress those emotions, Gary had really suppressed those emotions. And when he finally let them come to the surface and let them go and let it go about his father, that's when he started regaining feeling in his body for the first time in seven years. So it Gosh. was a remarkable transformation in many, many ways. And that's um, that's when he came back and recognized we're we're missing the emotional component to a lot of these illnesses not every time but but quite often and so he came back and uh, got his doctorate degree in um, immunology became a doctor of immunology and practiced what we call psychoneuroimmunology where it's about how the mind affects the immune system gosh and it's too bad he's passed away then how many years ago this was 2007. Yeah. So he went into the outback a desperate man because he really had like about six months to live. Uh, his doctors at all the best clinics had told him he had about six months left to live. And he was a highly respected award-winning physicist, very scientific, right? One of those guys, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't exist if you can't prove it to me. But he had heard <laughs> that the aboriginal tribes people had remarkable healing abilities and he was able to contact them and that's all in the book secrets of aboriginal healing it's kind of a remarkable story and he went there and he was taught their healing ways and came back determined to get this information out like they had asked to help as many people as possible and so he lived he was supposed to he went in 94 with about a 6 month death sentence and he passed in 2007 and you know so here's what happened Patricia in 2006 and he used to he came back from the outback really changed and he connected to the other side all the time and about 2007 
2001. In about 2006, excuse me, 2006, um, his angel told him that he would be leaving in about a year, six months or a year, I can't remember. And we mm-hmm. were both pretty upset about it, but we, he was told that he would be able to help more from the other side of the veil. So we finally came to terms and accepted if he can help more from the other side, then, you know, we get it. And so he did leave. Uh, he did pass, you know, right when they said he would. And But what I didn't expect is that he, like I said, he'd show up every morning, and that he, but he is helping more from, he's part of my team. Um, he's part of this beautiful spirit team that I have. He's assisting, and he is able to assist more from the other side. So he helps with, um, and there's, ap, uh, there's also Aboriginal healers who have passed on who are also part of the team. So it's quite the interesting team. <laughs> and I'm very grateful is. for them. Oh, yeah. goodness, it's wonderful. What a blessing. To have him on your yeah. team, the Aboriginals on your team as well. I mean, they are the, the consummate yeah. healers. So, yeah, what a yeah. great gift. And it's wonderful that you're sharing all of that with us. So, yeah, so people could, should feel free to reach out to their guardian angels and say, hey, would you help me get aware about why I have this illness? Can you help me yeah. bring to awareness uh, why I'm in pain physically or emotionally or whatever. So they can ask those types of questions and get some type of answer. Now, if they can't hear them, they can't see them, how do they get an answer? Just through intuition? Or do they also receive signs, like physical signs, that their yeah. their request yeah. has been heard? That That's a great question because a lot of people miss the communication. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you're pregnant, you start noticing all the pregnant people, you know, or you buy a certain <laughs> car and you notice that car everywhere. Once you start uh-huh. working with them, you start noticing that there's signs all over the place. It's just that we often miss them. So there's many different ways, and we go into all of that in Angels in Waiting um, because there it, it depends on you. Like, for instance, if you're into music, it's so easy for them to manipulate songs that come up on your Pandora or radio or whatever, or the computers. It's very easy for them to do that. Um, so they might pop song lyrics in your head, or a song might come up on Pandora or Spotify. Um, that's exactly what you need to hear, you know. Um, or they might. Some people are more visual, so you might have numbers you know where you wake up during the night and there's numbers right there on the clock it's 11 11 you know so there's books on on uh numbers and and have like 11 is usually change means change so they'll or maybe um you know they'll use butterflies or feathers or something to convey their presence or to convey you know guidance and you, and if you focus you pay attention to that intuition that gut instinct you can feel whether it feels right or not you know you can feel oh yeah this is definitely guidance um, so there's mm-hmm. many, many ways. I can tell you, when I used to go to angel workshops years ago, I would get par- I would get speeding tickets on my way to angel conferences. And it's like, <laughs> no. okay, I get it. They're trying to tell me to slow down. So I can tell you, every time I, after that, after the second one, I'm like, okay, I get it. I am just going so <laughs> law-abiding and slow the whole way there. Because that's one of the ways that they were communicating. You need to slow down. So it's like, okay, I get right. it, you know. 
So the second or third time somebody's saying the same thing, maybe it's somebody different, but they're giving you the same suggestion, I'm paying attention, you know. I'm I'm really yeah. sitting up and, and recognizing, okay, this is information they wanted me to have. Um, and it's very, very easy for them to create synchronicities um, and, and create these opportunities to get your attention. Like when I drop the bag of food I shouldn't have been eating or um, mm-hmm. right. it's not right. uncommon, Patricia, for my computer to glitch when I'm writing something that they're like, nah, I think you might want to reword that. And so it's like I just lost that whole email. It's like, okay, I get it, you know, reword it. So there's a lot of different ways that they will communicate to you. But most every person is clairsentient where you just feel it. Some people, you know, they, they feel um, tingling. Uh, they might get goosebumps. They might feel like tingling on the top of their head or something. That's another way to recognize that they're there, the energy is there. But what I tell everybody that is really helpful is if you do a three-second gut check, you know in three seconds whether something is a yes or a no or it's a go or it's not. If you go beyond three seconds, then now the mind's engaged. Okay, But it's that quick, okay. immediate response. Okay, and they are usually very, very succinct. Uh, they won't go on at great length, but they can. Um, they give me real clear answers, but they're real quick, and they're very, and they're very succinct. So they can sum up in just a couple words rather than go on for a long, long time. But yeah, it's it's you start recognizing. Um, you know, like when if you wake up during the night and there's a thought directly there. Quite often that's from the other side of the veil. It's that second or third thought, okay, now that's the mind. It's joining in with the chatter. And so right. a, a lot of people, this is why meditation is encouraged, because it, you, what meditation is is it's learning how to quiet that mind, right? Because it gets really noisy and it's like somebody needs to turn the volume down on this thing every now and then. So it's like going to the gym for your mind, right? So you learn how to Mm -hmm. quiet it down, and it's much, much easier to feel their guidance, that inner wisdom, when the mind is turned down. Because I notice that it's really hard to sometimes hear them when my mind is just chattering away or it's, you know, really frustrated. It's like, okay, I just need to get quiet, calm down, and then I'll start feeling better, the guidance. That's just one of the ways. Yes. Yeah, no, that's excellent. It's helpful because not all people are going to be able to see them or hear them as clearly as no. you may. So it's it's important for them to know how to get these this information. What about getting information from them through dreams? Yes, that's another way. And that's especially common for people who have passed over, who are loved ones. They will quite often communicate through dreams. That's one of the easier ways for them to do that. And that's a little different dream than a normal dream. It's a vivid dream where you remember it, and you remember it in great detail, and you remember it for days or weeks or months or even years later. That's another very common way for um, especially loved ones to communicate. But they will communicate in a number of ways. They will um uh, you know, it's so interesting. They'll use, li- like, little kids. They'll say something, you know, that it, mm-hmm. because they're just, they, they can communicate a number of ways through that. Um, uh, I used to see when I, I would see trucks that pull up to me that would say, we're out of this world, you know, that just pull up next to the, the 
red light with me. It's like there's just so many ways they communicate. But if you're into visual or if you're into songs or you're into, um, you know, listening to certain people, they will use whatever works for you. But that's their job is to communicate to us, and they're very good at it, and that's their job to convey their message. They are very good at it. So trust them and trust yourself if you're supposed to get this message, they will get that message to you. And if you misinterpret it, they'll make sure that it gets cleared up at some point, you know. So that's their design to communicate to us. So what you can do is ask them, thank you for helping me develop more trust in myself and in you. Thank you for helping me develop my ability to communicate more clearly, to recognize your signs and interpret it. Um, very accurately. So if you ask, they can help you develop that intuition. They can help you develop uh, this connection to them and more easily see and feel or uh, recognize that guidance more easily. Yeah, which I would think would be a very powerful thing. I mean, if you could see your guardian angel or hear them, you know, talking to you or, or giving you the information uh, telepathically, if you could get to that point, I would think more people uh-huh. would be willing and happy to listen to what they have yeah. to say. I think it's frustrating for a lot of people that they don't have that kind of a clear connection. They always are stuck in a place of wondering, is anybody here for me on the other side? Yeah, yeah. And I can see that frustration where people will write to me and say, I guess I don't deserve help or I guess I'm missing it. And it's like, it's hat or they're not helping that's a big one it's like oh they're helping but it's not the way you expect um Mm -hmm. it's happening but not the way the mind expects it to happen when you ask them for help you have to let go of how is this going to happen and when is this going to happen the big how and the when that's the mind wanting to control everything it's like they'll help you but let go of how they're going to do that and when it's going to when it's going to happen so but you can certainly develop that skill just like you do anything else. It's a little awkward. But the more you do it, the better off it beca- easier it becomes. It's a, it's, because it's like a, developing a friendship or a relationship with somebody. You don't just connect to them once every six months, right, and then expect to have yeah. a relationship. But if you know that they're there by your side, they're telepathic to your thoughts, and that's really one of, I think, one of the reasons that they wanted this book written was because they wanted people to know, and, and, and you kind of brought that up a second ago, they're right there by your side. If you know that, it makes a huge difference. They're waiting to assist you. Please ask away, but you're never alone. You've got tremendous help available, but, you know, free will, you can ask for it or not, but it, it's huge. It's huge. Yes, it's, it will yes. Make life. Yeah, and here's where people get into trouble. Here's the big thing. We are asking our minds to do things it's not intended to do. The mind is a very powerful tool, but it doesn't always know how to get us where we want to go, how to be the best partner, the best parent, uh, how to find the right career, how to find a good relationship, for you know, because it, it, it's trying to do it its own way and the soul has another intention right the soul wants you to experience and learn things uh, maybe self-love or forgiveness or you know any number of things so the soul is going to keep putting on your path what it is you need to learn 
And the mind, as it tends to do, will try to avoid that, right? We don't want to go down that. We just keep avoiding it and resistance. And there's that saying, whatever you resist will persist. Um, yes. So when you ask the, t- the team, the guides, the angels, to help you, they can help you master what it is the soul wants you to learn so that you this this is like a school you know that you don't need to keep going through these lessons over and over and over while you're kind of beating yourself in the head over you know walking into that brick wall again and again it's here they're here to help you so they'll help you recognize what that lesson is and how to master it they'll give you the energy they'll give you the insights they'll they'll help you so that you're not triggered anymore um, and so they'll help you because it's, it's your soul's intention for you to master these things. So they have permission to help you move beyond these things so that you move out of this mind. It's fear-based and sabotaging, and you move more towards love. And you move mm-hmm. more with that inner guidance, that inner wisdom. They can help you do that. They can help you master those things much, much easier with their help so that things that used to bother you don't bother you. I have um, some real uh, – we have fighter jets that train by – I live on this beautiful little idyllic island, um, and we have fighter jets that have recently increased their training, and it's so loud sometimes that you have to stop you can't talk out loud. Teachers have to stop teaching people. You have to stop your conversation until they finish flying overhead. And it gets really, um, it, it, it tends to trigger me sometimes because I'm aware of who, mm-hmm. what they're doing and, um, and it's really, really loud. So I've asked my guides, my angels, thank you for helping me, you know, be okay with this so that I'm not triggered into anger or frustration. You know, those are emotions that you don't, that aren't healthy for ourselves or anyone else. And I've noticed that I'm much better at it. Uh, Before I used to get really frustrated with it. And then there's some days, you know, it's like it doesn't bother me at all. So that, that didn't happen with my mind. That happened with them helping me to get to that point because the mind doesn't always know how to do that. But the, the soul does, the inner wisdom, and they can bring that forth and help you recognize and help you do it. That's the difference. Yeah, that's terrific. I mean, that's a, a wonderful gift to get from them. And <clears throat> I know a lot of people have talked about these these challenges that have happened in their lives. And it's like, well, why? You know, why did I have to go through this horrible? But at the mm-hmm. same time, I just want to mention uh, this. I was having a conversation with a, a dear friend of mine, and we were talking about some of the younger folks today and how they're learning online, not so much yeah. in while well, interacting with other people. There's something missing here. So the people in our field, in the paranormal, mediumship, psychic abilities, et cetera, there is a huge difference between the people who have had personal experiences, have had challenges, have come through those challenges, versus another younger group that hasn't yet gone down that road. Not to say that everybody needs to have bad things happen. Not at all. However, there is a, a benefit. It's like it carves you out from the inside. It makes you go much deeper, and it creates a level of compassion and understanding that you really can't get any other way. You can't get it by Uh thinking about it. But you, for example, have been through 
a lot of challenges and certainly the illnesses that almost took your life. So that gives you a special connection with people who have been through that and are going through that. Yeah, you can't really teach it if you haven't been through it, you know. And so that's why I think I needed to go through a lot of the experiences that I did. And it, I think it's important to remember that, um, it, you know, we've all agreed to these things, uh, whether we're aware of it or not, on a subconscious deep level, we've agreed to go through these experiences. And we've agreed to, for instance, the young people that you're talking about, have agreed to incarnated to incarnate on this planet at this particular time going through those experiences that you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. So we've mm-hmm. all agreed to these things. We have helped to help us on this journey in the form of these angels and guides, these benevolent beings. Um, and so it, it's everybody's going through different experiences according to what they need to. Because, you, you know, every, everybody knows, I'm sure everybody listening understands, if you've gone through it, you understand it so much more deeply than somebody who hasn't. You know, even if you've read about oh, it, yeah. it's not it's nearly right. as deep. So we need to go through these experiences. So this is why we choose to incarnate here, because here we are given a body, and we're given a wider range of emotions than we have on the other side of the veil, so that we get to experience, it may not feel like it, but we get to experience a physical body, which is a real gift. We get to experience things like jealousy, impatience, anger, frustration, depression, because we don't get to, because it helps us learn way, way faster. And the emotions are very connected to the body. On the other side of the veil, things can be in perfection, and it's hard to grow. It's stagnant for growth purposes. So that's why this planet is so, because it's free will and you get a physical body and you get a wider range of emotions and you get these experiences, it helps you evolve really quickly. So as a soul, you can make huge leaps and bounds um, from these experiences that you have agreed to to go through. The soul knows what it wants you to learn and master. And so you have these people that you have in your life, often family members, because you can't really get away from family. Um, And so you have these soul contracts with people who will help you master certain things. And sometimes it's there, they're there in your life to sort of show you what you could become um, so that you don't have to go through that. But but watching them, you recognize you don't want to do that. But you might have people in your life who are here to teach you deeper levels of forgiveness or how to love yourself more. Um, or, you know, you might be born into, as an example, um, uh, maybe you're here to learn deeper levels of self-love. So you may choose to incarnate into a family where they tell you that you're not lovable or you're not worthy of love exactly as you are because you're here to learn how to find the love from within and not keep finding it from outside of you. You're evolved enough at this point, as an example, to find it from within you and to recognize just because society says this isn't acceptable um, or just because my family says I'm not lovable exactly the way I am or the cultural beliefs about certain appearances or gender or, you know, race or whatever, um, or sexual preference, it's, it's you're here to experience that and go deeper. And so that's why we go through these experiences, and that's why they keep coming up until you finally learn to master these things. 
Um, whether it, a lot of people are here to learn greater levels of acceptance, you know, recognizing that some people ha- are more evolved. We're all equal as souls, but some are more evolved than others, and we're all at different stages, but we're equal as souls. But some souls, you know, you, you see these people, you just feel like they're old souls. They're, they're operating with more love, you know. They're operating with more compassion. And then you see right. the younger souls who tend to be more greedy, materialistic, judgmental. And that's just where they are, and that's where they're learning. And so we can't, you can't judge where people are and how they're learning and what they're here to learn because it's what their soul intends for them. So I've, the guys have told me that some souls will have somebody come in and experience opiate addiction because they want to experience powerlessness. And so they will come in, and I used to volunteer with my sister where we would help the homeless in Seattle, and I would see alcoholic uh, homeless people who were really old souls who had no clue that they were highly evolved, but I would see them handing the supplies that we give them to other people who needed it more than they did. And so, for instance, if you have a family member who is, uh, as an adult, making choices that aren't very healthy, this isn't about rescuing or enabling. It's about learning to not judge them where they are in their path and that you might have this soul contract to hold them while they learn to love themselves and Uh recognize that they're mastering what they need to learn and experience to help them grow and evolve. Yeah, this is a tall order for all of us, I know. But it's again, it's great to know that we have these our own teams just waiting for us to reach yes. out. Now, is it yes. always the guardian angel you should ask first or start with? <clears throat> I mean, at what point do you go to a spirit guide versus a guardian angel? Yeah, and you don't even need to ask anybody specifically. You can just put it out there, you know, and then the the guardian angel will respond or they'll bring in other help. But, you know, like what we were just, when you said that's a tall order, this is where, again, we were designed to have help to help us, because this is a tough school. This is not easy. You've got to be really (laughs) great to incarnate here, right, especially now more than ever. So we were designed to have this help. So when you ask, you simply ask in your mind, thank you for helping me move through this uh, with ease, grace, and joy, for instance. Thank you for helping Mm -hmm. me be the best parent I can be or help them in the way that's appropriate. Thank you for helping me love them in the way that's best. And then that enables them, because most of the time the guides, the, the, the soul intends that, and it's in everybody's highest good to operate out of love, right, rather than the mind with its negativity and yes. fear. Yes. That allows them to give you insights, but it also allows them to download energy into you of compassion, of love, of acceptance, of whatever it is you need. It allows them to pop thoughts into your head about, yeah, I should call so-and-so, or yeah, maybe I'll drop off flowers or whatever. They're assisting. A lot of times we think it's our mind, but it's actually ideas that are coming from a higher consciousness, this really loving consciousness. So when you partner together and you allow them to assist you, free will, you can choose to you know follow their guidance or not, but they will guide you on the easier, better path. Um, the path that will get you to really where you want to go, to where your soul wants to take you. And when you go where your soul wants to take you, you're going to love where it takes you. So that's why they're here to assist you and make it so much easier and so much um, 
because we're creating, Patricia, honestly, we're creating a lot more pain and struggle than our souls intended. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of help so that we don't need to be doing that. There's nothing wrong with pain. They've made that very clear to me. Pain is a really powerful teacher, really powerful catalyst, but we're really creating way more pain than we need to be going through. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's tumultuous times. It seems like there's so many things coming at us from all angles. But at what point then, Robbie, do you call on the big guns, the archangels? When do you do that? Well, and again, they'll bring in whatever help they need. Um, But if I need protection, uh, you know, like if I'm going uh, certain – when I would go to certain airports in the United States that I knew were not in the highest energy uh, that, you know, could have a lot of negativity around it, particularly airports that I would go to, I would call on Archangel Michael to protect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would even call on him when I had to drive on the highways, you know, um, especially in the bigger cities, um, Seattle. Uh, you know, I'd just ask him, thank you for protecting me and keeping me safe and helping me get easily to my and safely to my, um, you know, destination. Um, and, and let me just say this, because I think this is worth mentioning. You know, because it's free will, you can ask them to intervene in other people's lives. They won't do that because that's their life. That's that person's life. Um, I'm talking about adults, right? If you have children, that's a different story. Uh, and, again, they'll respond according to that that child's soul's intention. But when you ask them to help other people, they will respond by sending that person love. And it's up to that person whether they choose to accept it or not. But who couldn't use more energy of love, right? So, you yeah. know, by, as, as, because we are the humans, we are like the bridge to other humans. And so when you ask them to help, thank you for helping bring peace and harmony to the planet, that allows them to step in and help bring more love to the planet. So we are here to... Um, to take advantage of this powerful, loving assistance. We have never, ever had this level of angelic assistance on the planet before. This is... No kidding. We've never had this level. But we've also never needed it to this level before because this is about recognizing that what's happening, what's taking, what we're going through increasingly all over the whole globe is waking up. And because we're so, we were so in our routines... That doesn't work. We have to wake up to a higher consciousness, to a more mindful living, and recognizing how what we do, what we think, affects not just us, but affects other people and ultimately the the planet. So they're here helping us wake up to a higher consciousness, a more awakened way of thinking, you know, that where you buy those eggs makes a difference, or even buying Mm -hmm. eggs at all, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and how you're affecting other people and what you're taking for granted. So they've told me, the guides have told me that, you know, what's happening when we keep having these major tragedies one after another, it's helping people wake up to what matters, to what's important, because we tend to get caught up in a lot of material stuff, a lot of things that are distractions 
from what really matters. And so I know, and I saw in some of the interviews when the hurricanes or the tornadoes happened in Kentucky, people were saying we're just, oh, it was also Colorado, the fires that went through Boulder area, you know, Mm -hmm. people were saying we're just so grateful that we all made it out, that we're all safe. And that's what they want people sometimes to wake up to, whether, and sometimes it takes a real tragedy or a real serious illness to get our attention and shake us and say, what really matters to you? You know, and so that's what's happening, and it's increasing because we're not, we need it on so many levels. We're not, we're choosing to, we're resistant to change. Uh, We're wired to not like change. Humans don't like change, and it takes a lot to wake us up and get us to actually make some changes. And so that's what's happening right now. And COVID certainly made a lot of changes very quickly. It did. It certainly did, yes. Yeah. And it's so you have mentioned Michael, Archangel Michael, for protection. Mm-hmm. And is there are there any other angels that you call on, Archangels, for safety, for feeling safe? Because a lot of people just don't feel safe. Michael's really good at that. Um, you know, it depends what it is. It, but Michael's uh, fabulous at that. I don't even, you know, I just know that I have this team. And so I just kind of... You know, don't even get specific with naming them. And you don't need to know the name of your guardian angel. Um, You don't need to know specifically. You certainly are welcome to call on anybody you want. There are certain ascended masters, if you will, who are very good at um, assisting with certain things. Um, Jesus, you can certainly call on Jesus for the beautiful energy of, you know, so many things. The, The energy with Jesus is phenomenal. It just makes me sob sometimes i you know i just trust that whoever is most helpful will step forward um okay and and so a lot of people have more than just guardian angels they do have spirit guides that come in and out they do have loved ones who come in and out now and then but um you've got they're all available to you that we don't need to get if you want to, you can certainly, there are certainly books out there on different archangels and different angels and what they specialize in, but you don't need to go to that to that length unless you really want to. The guides, the guardian angels will just call them forth and assist. They all work together. Right. So you don't need all of that study on which angel does what. You can just trust that your guardian angels will bring in whoever needs to come in and help. And, again, you did mention Archangel Raphael for healing, which, yeah, we've heard that one before, so that's good to hear again. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's fascinating. So they have their own group. They're going to pull in what's best for you. That's very easy. (laughs) It's very easy. That's so easy. Thank you for mentioning that, Patricia. They've told me over and over, don't let your minds complicate it. It's not that complicated. They're telepathic to your thoughts. You can think, and they'll, they're aware of what you're thinking. Uh, they will pop thoughts back to you. Eventually, you'll start recognizing a lot of times what you think is your mind is actually them. Um, it, 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 I mean, it's just so interesting watching them work. I really enjoy them. It's very easy for them because you need to remember – We're at what you would call the third dimension or a certain plane, okay, a certain vibration and frequency. They're operating in these higher frequencies and vibrations, more like the angels are operating more on, um, and and the spirit guides are operating more on the fifth dimensional plane. It's a higher frequency. It's like, I I liken it to, 
uh, like an airplane propeller. You can't really see it when it's spinning, right? It's just mm-hmm. moving so quickly. Yes. That's why we right. can't really see them because they're spinning, they're operating, they're vibrating, not spinning, but they're vibrating in, at a much, much higher frequency. It's very, very easy for them to operate in our third-dimensional world. It's child's play for them. So communicating to us is not a problem for them. If they really need to get that message across to you, you'll get it. One way or the other, you'll get it. And I've gotten some really interesting um, methods because I wasn't paying attention, you know. It's like, okay, I get it. And sometimes, you know, I feel like I was blindsided on purpose because I needed to go through that experience. But, But it's really easy for them to assist The the only thing is they have to be invited in. So this is where they keep saying, please tell people to ask us to help them more. Please communicate to that uh, that to people. It's that simple. Well, I like that. Anything easy, I like it. (laughs) And it makes sense. Because we do tend to complicate things with our minds. We do have the monkey mind that runs around crazy and scares the heck out of us and all of that. So where do we get relief, especially in these times? So it's wonderful to know that we can just contact our guardian angels and ask for help at any moment or in every moment we can do that. And thank goodness they are operating from a very high vibration. So even though they have to deal with us blockheads, they are patient <laughs> and understanding. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. They, 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 they don't. They don't. They love us so much. It's crazy, and they don't feel. They don't judge us. They don't have those emotions. You know, they, they, they recognize that this is challenging. But you know, like you know, when you were just saying, Patricia, about the monkey mind, ask them to help you let go of that. Right? right? So right. that's the big thing they keep telling me over and over is let it go, let it go, because the mind, it just keeps pulling this stuff back. So what I've learned to do is hand it over. Thank you for helping with that. And then when my mind starts going back to it again, I just hand it back over to them. Thank you for helping me let go of this. And eventually it's like that cocooning where you just don't, you just don't feel it. You're not triggered by it anymore, you know, like I was describing earlier. They help you move beyond because this is about learning how to move beyond the imprisonment and control of the mind and its negativity and sabotaging ways and how to move back into the heart with more Mm -hmm. compassion, more patience. And they will help you do that. They would love to help you do that. And everybody's soul wants you to do that. Yeah, so ask away. I know a lot of people who are looking for uh, Mr. or Ms. Wonderful. They're looking for their life partner, (laughs) having difficulty finding it, uh, that person, that special person. How would you go about communicating with your guardian angels on that level about that issue? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, Patricia, because you would be surprised how often that comes up with people, uh, whether it's a career or it's a relationship or whatever. I like to put it in their hands and say, thank you for helping me find um, the best partner I can find. Thank you for helping me find the best job or career that I can find. And it will be according to your soul's you know, desires and intentions. And so even though you might say, well, thank you for helping me have a romance with so-and-so you know, or at the office or whatever, if it's not your soul's intention, they won't do that. But they can bring you somebody else that fits. And so they not only will help create those synchronicities, 
But that gives them permission then when you ask them, thank you for helping me have, um, uh, you know, a, a really good relationship, romantic relationship, or, or be a better mother or a better daughter or whatever. They now have permission, if, of course, if the soul's on board with it, which it usually is, they have permission to shift you and change you so that you can be that high-quality partner to obtain that high-quality partner. So they Mm -hmm. will help you let go of what's in your best interest to let go of, and they'll help you open up to what's in your best interest to open up to. They'll help you, you know, I've asked them, thank you for helping me know what to say to family members to support them in the best way that's not enabling or rescuing because they need to learn what they need to learn. But I said, if I'm supposed to say something, please provide a very obvious opening and thank you for providing the words for me so that, you know, you're not trying to figure it out with the mind. You're getting assistance from, you know, tremendous loving assistance from a higher dimension. It's, it's available to us. So you ask and then allow them to, again, you've got to let go of that how and when is this romantic relationship going to happen. And they might send you a couple stepping stone relationships first to get to the one that's the higher quality that you want but they know what you need to learn, what you need to experience, and sometimes people are in our life to help us recognize what we don't want. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So don't think just because this is where my guides led me that, well, this isn't what I wanted, Ah, but it might be what you need, right, to bring mm-hmm. you to what you've asked them to help you bring you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very interesting um, how easy it is, again, to do this. And I, I would imagine you could even say to them, um, I would like a person like this or something even better. So yes. that you're kind of raising the bar and asking them about a life partner and saying, well, I would like this person. And, and I guess they could feel free to use any any person that they that they know or yes. that they see in the world and value and then ask for that or something even better. And that Absolutely. the guardian angels should be able to respond to that and, and bring them yeah. to a better place to find a, a good partner. Yeah, That seems to be the biggest issue for people today that I encounter anyways, uh, yeah. is finding that but right But there person. might be things that you need to shift in yourself to be ca- right. to able to be attaining that job or that person or whatever. Well, then they can help you with that. Right? They'll help you recognize, and maybe that's through, a, 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 again, a stepping stone or a short-term relationship. We realize, oh, I have these tendencies, and that's really sabotaging this relationship. So they might bring that relationship to you so that you see, oh, this needs to change in me. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. about recognizing they can help you every step of the way. But it, it is, you know, I mean, it, it is that transformational. It is that dramatic a difference it's a big game changer and that's why i feel so passionate about getting this information out there because it makes a huge difference and people need it now more than ever before well they do also because people who are and i know you talked about this off air with me who are still in lockdown around the world Uh are feeling very isolated very alone so having your book and guidance on how to talk to their guardian angels and spirit guides and archangels is so helpful because it puts that spirit connection right there and says you're not alone. Even though you're locked down in your apartment or on your farm or wherever you are in the world, you're not alone. 
they're with you. Yeah. I think yeah. that's probably one of the reasons they wanted this out now because, again, I was I'm was aware that there were some countries like Australia that are still in total lockdown. But then when we yeah. were talking, you brought it to my attention. There's many more than Australia yeah. that are people are going through this again, which is very yeah. sad, but yeah. it's happening. Well, so I, I know this is just a simple little example, but I, of course, have been, you know, like everybody else, home in, in, or locked down in, um, in ways that I never anticipated. I didn't know, Patricia, that I actually enjoy jigsaw puzzles. I'd never done oh. it before because I'm usually <laughs> so busy. I don't have time for hobbies. But you know, things have, things especially slowed down. You know, at the in the spring of 2020, and they brought that to my awareness. And so they were like helping me. Well, this will entertain you, right? When you find those quiet moments you didn't expect to have. And I found, oh, I really enjoy this. It's a nice, quiet, you know, simple thing to do. But it certainly has kept me occupied when I'm been stuck at home and couldn't go anywhere. So. Put that in their hands. Thank you for helping me be at peace with this. Thank you for helping me find joy. I like to throw at them, thank you for helping me find awe and wonder in the simplest things. And you will find yourself mesmerized by the clouds, by the birds. They can help you feel that joy that you didn't, that we, a lot of us just don't experience during the day. So yeah, that's it. There's so many things they can help you with. Yeah, and that's a great one because, you know, how many times do we have our faces stuck in our our computer or our iPhones or whatever, and we are missing, our again, our yeah. connection with nature, with other people, with yeah. with animals, all of those valuable connections. So it is a way to, to bring all of this back and ask for their help and, and seeing again. So, yeah. yeah, we've been really taken off track in a major way with technology. So, and I, yeah. I think we need to simplify life, you know, and we, we were getting, you know, really barreling down certain paths that may not serve us. And so it's about recognizing what the guides have been helping me recognize is how to keep simplifying my life, simplifying my life. Um, it, it, and it, it does tend to bring more joy and more peace, and that works for me, and that's what I needed you know so let them they know what you need again they're operating at a way different level than we are they know what's in your best interest let them help you with that you don't even need to know what it is you need i like to say thank you for helping me with whatever is in my best interest right um and thank you for helping me let easily let go of these things that don't serve me and they will not only give you the insights they'll give you the power to help you do that now, what happens, Robbie, when you have a client you're working with who's really pissed off at their guardian angels because they think they're not getting any help, and these guardian angels really suck? So, what do you tell them? I want, I want, to, yeah. Who do I talk to, right? Uh, well, you know what? I, I, I think a lot of times they don't recognize the help that they have been getting. They misinterpret it because they don't recognize this is what they needed to go through um, for any number of reasons. So I think I, what I – because my guides will connect to their guides, their angels, and find out what's going on. But I can tell you a lot of people don't like the answers that they're given. Uh, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to work out. Um, and they it, it may not be what your soul intends for you. So, you know, it's not always easy to give people information that I know that – 
it's really nice to give them the fun stuff, right? You know, uh, there's a yeah. romance right around the corner or the job that you're hoping to get is going to happen, you know. Um, but I have to be honest and give them what the guides tell me is is real. And, and uh, yeah, so that's sometimes it's disappointing for people, but that's, you know, and and they, they can they can they can also it gives them an opportunity to see this is where things are heading. You have the opportunity to change these things. You know this mm-hmm. is where you're going. It might be time for you to take stock and realize this is really sabotaging your happiness. This is not uh, these are not choices that are in your best interest to keep making. And this is what's leading. This is where it's leading. So it, it also gives them an opportunity to have more awareness about what's going on. So that's always, I think awareness is powerful. It is. It's, you have to be aware on the first step to heal any of this. So that's yeah. in your way, any obstacle. So you have to see yeah. the obstacles. You can avoid them, walk around them, whatever you have to do to get away from them so you don't keep getting stuck. So, right. yeah, that's... Yeah, and that's something that they're very good at, is they're helping you get unstuck. Because how many people are getting stuck? And that's what we, I, I, you know, I've been doing consultations with people from all over the world for a, a long time, and I could see where people were typically getting stuck. And whether mm-hmm. it was a career or it was self-love or family or, you know, members' choices or whatever. And that's what we wrote the book Angels and Waiting Around is, okay, this is where people are getting stuck typically, and this is how to move through that. And this is how they can help you move through that. So a lot of times our minds are just so, we keep doing the same emotions, the same thought patterns. Allow them to help you shift out of that. And and then you can make some real progress and move, and move out of that. Um, not, I mean, there's a lot to be learned by being in those emotions that are negative or unhealthy. But it, it's at some point you want to stop marinating in them and move on, right? And so they can help yes. you do that. Yeah, that's that's great. We all need help with that. So how do people get a hold of you, Robbie, if they want a session with you for mediumship? Or tell us more about your services, too, what you offer. Well, uh, so my passion is getting this information out, whether it's about healing or working with the angels and guides or whatever. So there's a lot of helpful information that's free up on my website, uh, holeswellness.com, H-O-L-Z-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com holeswellness.com. There's a lot of free information up there um, about all these things that we've been talking about. And, um, you know, there's books, the Aboriginal Secrets of Healing. Uh, There's a number of books that I've written that have, again, with the guide's help and the angel's help, I've managed to, because I asked what's the highest vision of my soul, and they said to write four books, and I about fell off my chair because I hate to write. <laughs> I thought that can't be right. But it was oh. and, but with their help, now I've written the fourth book and the first two are in forty three countries doing really well and having won awards. But that wasn't me. I was getting help from the other side because that was something that, you know, was supposed to happen was you know, yeah. write up this information and get it out for people. So that's my big passion is getting this information out because it will make a difference for people emotionally and physically and and help them, you know, attain what their soul wants to learn, and then they can move forward. Yes, and much I keep more repeating easily. that same class over and over again, right? Yes. 
<laughs> I know, really how frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Now, do they have another plan for you to write another book? Uh, you know what, as far four? as I know, Patricia, one more, and it's a child's book. It'll be a children's oh, book about a guardian angel, how to access. Because if a child learned that, oh, my gosh, can you imagine if you knew that at oh, seven or eight? My goodness, yeah. it would be so wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that I think that'll happen this year. So um, I can't wait to see what they have in mind for that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, and again, how nice to have this kind of help. How nice to have this kind of friendship with your team yeah. and this level yeah. of trust so that you know you're not alone, even though things may seem absolutely spiraling out of control around you. You've got your steady friends here, you've got your buddies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think everybody needs this. So thank you so much, Robbie, for You're writing so this welcome. great book. Oh, my goodness. Again, the name <laughs> of the book, Angels in Waiting. I love that title. Did they give you the title, too? Of course they did. Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> They're very involved. Yeah. No, they had an influence on all of it. We had a different title initially, but then the publisher wanted this one, and it's like, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, they want that one. Yep. Because it's oh. true. They're waiting. They're waiting. That's wonderful. So, again, Angels in Waiting, How to Reach Out to Your Guardian Angels and Spirit Guides by Robbie Holtz. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness, Robbie. Thank you so much. I know you've enlightened a lot of people tonight. And I, I know the audience has to be thrilled with what they've been hearing. It's very comforting, very inspiring. So this is what we all need right now. Thank you. Thanks, Patricia. And thanks for the opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. And please keep in touch because I'd love to have you back when you have your children's book ready or anytime. <laughs> Before yeah, that, yeah. it's just delightful to talk with you. You have lived an exciting life. You're still learning and going forward, and so happy to share all of what you've learned with all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, everybody, we will be back, or I will be back. Not sure about PK, but I'll be here next week with another great show. I think we're going to be talking about animal spirits. What a great thing to follow up, angels in waiting with animal spirits. So until then, everybody, be safe, and I will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl.